welcome welcome back to she speaks divine podcast everybody i am excited to be back on here yet another day um i'm, I'm trying to be a lot more consistent um with putting out content for this for this podcast but today as you can tell from the title we're going to be speaking on the topic of soul ties mm-hmm. soul ties yes it is a very interesting topic and i know many individuals that have differing you know beliefs on the topic some believe in it some don't um personally i am one that very much does believe soul ties can happen um and it's it's just about the way that you look at it because if you look at it in a certain uh sense i could understand why individuals don't believe in it but at the same time i'm one that very much so even from experience can speak on the fact that soul ties do indeed exist but it's just how you look at it and understanding what a soul tie is so this podcast is going to be speaking about that and it would be great um just to plug my instagram really quickly at she speaks divine mm-hmm. uh if you have any questions if you have any comments feel free to dm me and we can discuss that and get more insight i want to hear everyone's insight on that so in that we're going to be discussing today what soul ties are how to avoid meaningless connections to people how to break soul ties and what a healthy soul tie is because A lot of the time we speak of a soul tie in a negative light, but there are good soul ties. There are uh, soul ties that, you know, are genuinely of no harm. And we're going to be showing using scripture how that comes into play. Um, So we're going to first start with what is a soul tie? What is a soul tie? So once again, there's a lot of people that have differing beliefs on what a soul tie is. And I feel it's really important to address it the right way because it can be confusing for individuals because a lot of people take it in a more physical uh, sense, forgetting that there's emotional, um, there's different aspects of a soul tie. So in that, a soul tie is words that we form to understand what is happening when we connect to someone on a deeper spiritual level so it's the bonding of two souls as one okay so in that it's just really understanding a connection that you have with someone and i refer to first samuel 18 verses 1 to 3 where it tells us and it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking to saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own. And Saul took him that day, and would let him go no more to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. So, it's just like two people bonding, but it goes beyond just, you know, a, a regular friendship. But it's more deeper, and it's more spiritual. So, uh, some believe that, you know, it wasn't their actual souls knitting together, even though, you know, it it literally says that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. Um, But it, it, some believe it to be more of a covenant. But what we got to see is that even afterwards, 
uh, it mentions the knitting of the soul separate from the covenant, which was mentioned in verse 3, when it says, Jonathan and David made the covenant afterwards because he loved him as his own soul. So in that, um, when we look at this type of love, a lot of people try to twist it, make it seem like some weird relationship. No, it was a genuine friendship. It was a bond that you have with a really close family member, like a blood type of of family relationship. Like you don't have to physically uh, through your bloodline be family, but it's a connection that it feels like they're family. But in that, there's a commitment aspect of it as well. Uh, so when we look at them committing, you know, they committed to their friendship. They were very close. They were like brothers, even though they weren't actually brothers in a sense of uh, blood lineage. Uh, it was more so of a friendship bond, a genuine friendship. So this was not created by sex. And a lot of people like to make a soul tie be specifically um speaking about sexual acts when that is not what a soul tie a soul tie only involves um emotional attachment and an inward covenant with someone that that is where a soul tie really begins because um people go and do certain acts meaninglessly so in that when it comes to a soul tie a bond is is being made and that's why we touch on it more spiritually which i'm going to be uh speaking about the spirit and the soul a little bit later on in this but this is why fornication is is really forbidden um and this is one of the reasons i should say that fornication is forbidden because you're allowing yourself to become one flesh with the person you're allowing yourself to become one with that person and that bond that bond is made between you and that individual but it goes beyond that it can also be made in friendships uh it can be made amongst you know family members so it's not just of a sexual nature that a soul tie begins and that's that's where a lot of people get confused because they like to attach it to just that um but it's more than that it's more than that so a lot of times you may be wondering why after you become so close to someone, you take on their mannerisms, you take on their attitude, their emotions. Uh, you guys just sink in such a way that um, maybe you're, you're not used to or has never happened before. But that in itself is a bond being formed. So connecting them on more, of, more than a physical level because David saw Jonathan as himself. Not just the you're my friend type of connection, but you're like my own soul. That's a deep statement right there. Um, I don't know if many of us would use that when we talk about our friends. That I see you're like my own soul. So in that, as I mentioned, that a lot of people don't believe that soul ties exist. Um, but I know personally that it does because I've even had soul ties of my own that I had to break. And it's important to understand that although you may not have had a soul tie, uh, you're not the only person 
on this on this earth. So although you although you may not have experienced it, it doesn't mean other people haven't. So we have to be weary of that when making certain assumptions about things. Um, and just for one of my own testimonies, I remember once that uh, a preacher came to my church and he doesn't know me. He, he doesn't know me at all, um, knew nothing about my life, nothing about things I've gone through, nothing at all, really. But he prophesied over me, over my exact situation, a soul tie. Um, and this was not of a sexual nature, no. But it was like a friendship soul tie that was going on that was toxic. And he spoke on this. And when when... When you think of a soul tie, ones that are not good, um, when you're creating these ties with people who are not conducive to your purpose, it can really hinder a lot of things. So for me, I had to start that breaking free process and letting go of these individuals, um, letting go of the individual, because what we have to realize is that when you come to the knowledge that something is not for you, it is your duty then to take the actions that come afterward to deal with this, to let go of these things. So there's a common phrase that we are free once we come to Christ. And that's true. That is very true. You know, um, we are free. We're, we're made new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. We know this. But one thing that people forget when quoting this scripture is that we also have a choice. We also have free choice. So you can be new. God can cleanse you. But you could also make the choice of turning back and going and making the wrong decisions on purpose. Um, so in that, a lot of the times we put ourselves in situations um, that we need help breaking free from. So it's like a Christian who may start doing drugs. They become addicted and the spirit of addiction starts to follow them through Christ. They will gain freedom, but that doesn't mean that that spirit will not try to come knocking at their door again. So that's the same thing with ties. You have a deep uh, attachment to this person or to these things, and it's hard to pull away on your own. So in that, you have to make the choice then to pull away from it. And you have to become aware that you are straying or that this thing, this person, these people are making you stray from God's will. So that bond that's created, um, we do have a choice in the matter. So you cannot blame God for the choices you make. You can't blame God for a soul tie that you made. That's one thing that we have to do is take accountability for our actions. So a lot of the times um, we can't break those bonds by ourselves. It will really take warfare. It will take praying, take God being the guide to help us. We look at Deuteronomy 13 verses 6. Verses 6, it says, If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul. See, it keeps mentioning this line, as thine own soul. Like that means someone who um, has a real emotional, spiritual connection with you. 
So in there, in that it says, Entice thee secretly, let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known, or thy fathers. So what I wanted to point out in the scriptures, it says, Which as thine own soul. There is a bond happening when it speaks of a soul's connecting. That's a deep bond. That's not just a not just a family bond, y'all are blood. No. This is a deeper bond. So one thing is when their emotions start dictating your emotions, um, that's that's usually a telltale sign that there may be something going on there. It's not just a sex thing. It's the bonding of emotions, thoughts, feelings. This is what a soul tie also is. That's really what it is as well. And I want to look at the word knit because a lot of people, um, you know, may take that word literally or not literally but i want us to look at the origin of the word knit in its greek origin okay i feel like it's important to um go back to that and when we look at the greek word that is used for knit it is kashar and the primitive root which is it means to tie physically gird confine compact or mentally in love to bind up, to make a conspiracy, a, com a conspirator, to join together, to knit, stronger, work. So in that, the word knit was used 44 times in the Bible. And the context of each is shown. You can go search that up for yourself. Um, the context of knit is used differently throughout the Bible. But in the case of 1 Samuel 18 verses 1... It meant to knit. And when you look at the definition of knit, it means to unite or cause to unite, which means that their souls were united together. So that means that it is deeper than just, oh, you know, we're just friends. Like, we're cool. No, like, y'all souls are uniting together, which it gets a little bit deeper. So I want us to always take into account the original words and how it's used because that clarifies a lot of confusion when it comes to context of things because people can twist it, but knowing it for yourself and the context in which it was used can take away that confusion. So as I mentioned before that, I'll be touching on the difference between the spirit and the soul. And we see in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 23, it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we look at the soul, it is separate from the spirit, as is the spirit and the soul from the body. So the spirit is the deep part of our being that helps us to connect to the spiritual realm and be in close contact with God. So that's the part of us that connects back to God. Um, John 4 verses 24, we see it says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So that spirit aspect is what's being connected back to God. When we look at our soul, our soul is who we are. Our soul um, makes up our personality, is made up of our personality, emotion, mind, our will. And we see in Luke 1 verses 46 to 47, it tells us, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. So our expression 
is through our soul. We express things through our soul. Our spirit then is how we worship God. It's what connects us to God. So in that, that's why you can be spiritually dead and not physically. Because your spirit can die. But your physical body won't. Your soul is still alive. Because your spirit is separate from your soul. Your soul is what inhabits your body. So when you create a soul tie, that is where your emotions, your will, etc. reside. So a soul tie is speaking of these, of what you are made up of. Your personality, your emotion, your mind. That's why when you're in a soul tie, um, you see that your personality starts to blend with that person's. Your emotions start to connect with that person. Uh, you start feeling what they're feeling. Um, these different things. So that's something we need to keep in mind. Um, so how are they formed? They can be formed in many different ways. And I'm going to go through the different ways. And I'm going to connect scripture to those different ways. But first and foremost... They can be formed through sexual relationships. And that is one of the most popular go-tos that people uh, mention when speaking of soul ties. But that's not the only one. And that's what I want to make clear. Because we just focus on the the bad parts. But there's different, there's different ways a soul tie can be formed. So um, another one is in marriage. In marriage. Um... Ephesians 5 verses 31 for this cause shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they shall be one flesh it can be caused outside of marriage because when 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 you are in a marriage you are really connecting with someone on a deeper level on a much deeper deeper level um now you are truly bonding with that person more than just a um emotional more than just a physical level but an emotional level as well um outside of marriage it can be formed outside of marriage first corinthians 6 verses 16 it says what know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body for two saith he shall be one flesh so your soul can become fragmented through these um through these connections through these um acts it can become fragmented in which you know you're broken and we see a lot of broken people because of certain things that happen so that's why it becomes difficult to bond or be joined with anyone else because of these um damning situations in which it breaks a person or you have these ties that can follow you around and that's why we need jesus christ to cleanse us to make us new in him because we cannot fight off these spirits because they're spirits that attach themselves to you um through certain things so another way that a tie is formed is through close relationships and this is shown with david and jonathan uh but that was a good soul tie that they had as a result of their friendship a bad soul tie can be formed from bad friendships, relationships as well. So another way that it can be formed is in vows and commitments and agreements. So vows are known to bind the soul. And we see that in Numbers uh, 30 verses 2. I want us to all look there for reference. Numbers 30 verses 2 to 9. I'm going to read that all for your hearing. It says, if a man vow a vow unto the Lord... Or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond. He shall not seek, he shall not break his word. He shall do according 
to all that proceeded out of his mouth. If a woman also vowed a vow unto the Lord and bind herself by a bond, being in her father's house in her youth, and her father hear her vow, her bond wherewith she had bound her soul. So I want to just point out really quickly before I go on. It is possible to bind your soul to things. That's why they say you can sell your soul to the devil. Because it's possible. It's possible for these things to happen. So back in the Old Testament days, people would bind their soul to things through vows, through commitments, through agreements, through contracts. They would bind their souls to things. So to continue, it says, and her father shall hold her, um, shall hold his peace at her. Then all her vows shall stand and every bond wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. But if her father disallowed her in the day that he heareth, not any of her vows or her bonds wherewith she abound her soul shall stand. And the Lord shall forgive her because her father disallowed her. And if she had at all an husband and she vowed or uttered out of her lips wherewith she bound her soul and her husband heareth and held his peace at her in the day that he heard it, then her vows shall stand, and her bonds wherewith she bound her soul shall stand. And I'm going to skip to verse 8. It says, But every vow of a widow and her that is divorced, wherewith they have bound their souls, shall stand against her. So a soul, souls can be used as a binding agent. So I suggest you go read through numbers 30 so bonds can be made with the soul and the last way i'm pretty sure there might be more but these are the ones that i know um another way that a a tie can be made is just marriage itself you know those vows that happen ephesians 5 verse 31 um you're vowing a vow and and that binds you and that person together and that's why marriage is to be taken very seriously very seriously so i'm going to be going through some unhealthy soul tie symptoms how you know if you're in an unhealthy soul tie so the first way is the demise of communication you'll stop talking you'll stop communicating with people like how you used to you get so caught up with this person um it feels like other relationships in your life are irrelevant it feels like this is the only relationship that you got to be in. You stop caring about everyone else. Um, ungodly soul ties destroy our ability to communicate effectively with one another. Um, even with that individual, you know, you know when something is toxic. So instead of speaking life and calling greatness upon each other, a lot of the time you begin to curse each other or verbally attack each other. There's just a toxic, a toxic thing going on. And the communication style becomes manipulative and demeaning. And you just can't seem to leave. You just can't seem to get away. It's like you know it's it's wrong. But everything you do, like you just really can't get away. It feels like nothing works. So you just stay in it. Um, another unhealthy soul tie symptom is you lose is the loss of identity. You won't know who you are. You'll begin to lose sight of who you are. Um, you're not your own person outside of them. So you feel like you can't be your best self without them. Everything has to include them. Um, and when I say I'm speaking of unhealthy soul ties, I'm not speaking about, um, you know, being with in a marriage and, you know, 
you know, you two are one now. No, I'm talking about actual unhealthy ties with people, friends, uh, family, people in your life, um, whoever it may be. So in that, you don't feel your best without them. And you don't know who you are anymore. Uh, they may try to convince you that you're something that you're not. And you start to believe those lies. And you don't even second guess it. Another way to a symptom is failure to see the humanity of others so feeling like no one gets you so you feel like this person is the only one that understands you and their emotions dictate your emotions if it's like y'all are just synced up but in the wrong way in the most toxic way um in a way that is bringing you down spiritually um a way that is bringing you down emotionally and physically so a lot of the time you'll feel like outside of them there's no one else that understands and that's the, that's a big trick of the enemy as well i really want us in all of these symptoms to see how the enemy plays um in these unhealthy ties so another way another symptom is the inability to recognize suffering so you're numb um you know things are not going right but you ignore it you're unhappy but you can't get away like i mentioned before so you're so numb that you to what they do or what they say that it doesn't even matter anymore you're just sticking around and for some reason you just can't break free of the chains that are on you so that's how you know that's a very unhealthy soul tie and that is something that you need to break spiritually you need to go into spiritual warfare you need to pray seek god on how to get out of this thing seek help please um i'm gonna be going on how to break these soul ties but Another symptom is shame. You feel like a mistake. Um, they don't make you feel like a person. You're not comfortable in your own skin. You feel like everything is wrong. Like you're the problem. You feel just things are just are not good. All in all. Another way is cowardice. You're anxious about everything. If you're in a friendship or relationship, it should not make you feel like anxious all the time like you're a mistake or like you're doing things wrong every single step of the way or they're doing something wrong every step of the way um you're scared about what's going to happen situations that have happened these are huge telltale signs like please please god gives us the ability to read red flags we just have to do it you know it takes us really reading these red flags because a lot of times we just kind of ignore it um, but last but not least, stereotypes. You don't see people for who they are. So you fantasize about what you want them to be and you don't realize who this person really is. You, you're looking at them as what you want them to be, but not as who they are. And you just can't seem to, um, remove yourself from that view of them, um, and everything you do is it's just seeing I get seeing the good in someone, but when you can't break away once you realize that they're not gonna change, that's a problem. So how to break these soul ties? Um, there's there's different steps to this. There's a lot of steps to this, but ultimately Jesus has to do the hard work. Um but in the meantime, there's things that you can do because honestly, when it comes to letting go of spirits that may try to attach themselves to you or maybe following you around or um, having unhealthy bonds and chains um, on you from situations, things, people, really it's going to take God to help you get through it and spiritual warfare. But in the meantime, 
If there's any sins that were committed to cause this soul tie, repent. That's always the first step to go. If you knew that you had part in something that you should not have had part in, repent. Repent of them. Another thing you could do is um, if you have gifts from this person, such as rings, cards, uh, just whatever objects, whatever it may be. If gifts were given to you by this person, um, it's best to just get rid of them. It's best because, you know, spirits attach themselves to things um, very much so. So it's very important to be weary of, you know, keeping certain things around you. And you got to clear your space, pray over your space, um, pray over yourself all the time as well. Another thing is if any vows or commitments were made uh, that played a part in forming a soul tie, you should renounce those immediately and repent of it. For example, I will love you forever. I'll be with you forever. We're friends forever. You ain't going nowhere. Those, You are making verbal vows and that's why and verbal commitments like we are going to get married. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. We will be this forever. Um, you will never get rid of me type thing. Those are verbal commitments and vows that you're making. And that's why it's so important when it says life and death is at the tip of our tongue. Watch what you speak. Watch your tongue. And that's going to be a whole other conversation. But watch what comes out of your mouth. Because a lot of the time we're speaking things into existence. And once you let something out into the atmosphere, spirits start working on it. Um, whether... Whether you like it or not, when you put something out there, that's why you got to be very careful what you say. Because uh, you're speaking things into life. So in that, renounce these things and repent from them. Proverbs 21 verses 23 said, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Okay? So really just take that time to watch what you say and don't make commitments that you can't keep. And one, if you don't know the future... Or something don't don't be adding in you know it's forever you know all this and all that because sometimes you're making vows that and commitments that you really shouldn't be making so the tongue has the ability to bring the soul great trouble and great bondage as it tells us in proverbs 21 verse 23 so watch what we speak out of our mouth and just to go quickly through it the next one is forgive that person if they if you have anything against them because once again forgiveness is huge if you hold up things in your heart, you can't expect to be uh, free from it. Renounce the soul tie. Break it. You have to break it. You have to renounce it. You are no longer connected. You are no longer a part of this. Um, break the soul tie in the name of Jesus Christ. Command that. The blood is against it. It will not follow you around no more. You are not held bound by it anymore. There's no more chains on you anymore. So you have to break these things. But when it comes to healthy soul ties, it comes in many different forms, you know. It comes in friendships, healthy healthy relationships, slash marriage. That's really what I'm getting at. Um, godly communities. So it's, soul ties aren't always a bad thing. But when it comes to the wrong person or the wrong people, that's when soul ties become toxic, become bad, and become um, destructive. So just to kind of wrap it up, the word soul tie helps us understand what a spiritual bond is. Um, it's a form of, of a bond. So be careful who you get close with and who you open up yourself to. 
um, or who you open yourself up to, um, Proverbs 4 verses 23 tells us to guard our hearts. We should be constantly guarding our hearts. Don't create ties with people who serve no purpose in your life or who hinder you. Be very weary of that. It helped. Um, if you have a soul tie, really see God on breaking it and follow follow these steps. Um, it helped me to break my soul ties that I had in my life. And that's why I know soul ties exist because I've been in that. And even being a Christian my whole life, like there's things, as I said, there's a choice that we make. And we have to, there's consequences that come with our choices. So in that, it's just so important for us to be able to get to that place where we don't allow everything to come into our space. Know who you're, who know who you let pour into your soul and vice versa. Um, allow God to help you discern who should and shouldn't be in your life. It saves you a lot of time and potential hurt. So it's important for us to be in that discerning state. Don't let anyone and just anyone come up in your life because, you know, the devil sends people to destroy you. God will send people to bless you, but the devil will also send people to destroy you. So you got to know the difference. So that's my few words I want to leave with y'all today. Um, feel free, once again, to tune in and feel free to DM me with any topics that you may want me to discuss at She Speaks Divine on instagram um and i just want to thank you all for tuning in again stay blessed and really allow god to be the guide and for people that come into your life be careful who you let speak over you who you let speak into your spirit because not everyone is sent by god and that's important for us to know so we gotta have our discernment up there but you have a great rest of your day rest of your week and i will see you again on she speaks divine podcast bye everyone